So despite the efforts of Speaker Robin Voss and the Assembly to tamp down on the DEI practices or the race discrimination in the UW system, evidently it persists. And my guest this morning, uh, attorney from Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, Dan Lennington, is going to detail that. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, eager for spring to get here, uh, but uh, happy to be on uh, on your show for the first time this year. Oh, yeah. Gosh, what took you? <laughs> I know you've probably been very busy, but you're always welcome. I say that to all of your colleagues on, from Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. I'm very grateful for the work that you all do. Yes, thank you. Yep, but more to do, and this 2024 is going to be a crazy, crazy year, and we're going to need lots of lots of lawyers getting involved in lots of things. Yeah, all hands on deck. So let's talk yeah. about this. I mean, we and honestly, I don't think any of us ever relax when it comes to uh, what the left has up their sleeve. Um, I mean, I'm I was I guess I was thrilled that. Uh, Speaker Voss and the Republican Assembly was able to really hold uh, hold them accountable for uh, these discrimination practices that are that are and evidently continue to go on in the UW system. Yes, yeah, so we we of course have a divided government here in Wisconsin. So we can we all you know conservatives um, I think get frustrated with the lack of progress. Um, when we look at states like Texas and Florida, which just seem to be knocking it out of the park, you know, so Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott, they got rid of, you know, DEI in the universities. They reformed uh, all sorts of things at the University of Texas, University of Florida. And I think we're kind of a little bit jealous of that. But but we, unfortunately, we have a Democrat governor that will block any effort of the Republican legislature to do those good things that they're doing down in those uh, conservative southern states, so we have to we have to sort of temper um, our expectations. And um, this, you know, this whole thing with DEI really got kicked off last summer when the Supreme Court of the United States said that uh, affirmative action was illegal uh, in in higher education. And so the University of Wisconsin did take steps right away. You know, they did get rid of um, race as a factor in admitting students. Um, They got rid of a lot of racial data that they were collecting in applications. Um, But uh, then there was this sort of dust-up with the legislature over these DEI positions and the state budgets. Um, And the legislature, of course, wanted to get rid of all the diversity, equity, and inclusion employees that, you know, there are hundreds of them in the university system. Um, and uh, so Robin Voss put a, put a halt on these pay raises. Um, and, you know, that really torqued off the university and they were forced to come to the negotiating table um, because there was $800 million on the table for pay raises at the UW system and a new engineering building and several other building projects. And so they cut a deal um, with the legislature, and in exchange for the money, uh, UW agreed to, you know, uh, cap uh, hiring DEI, end about a third of DEI positions. Um, They got rid of some other things, um, like a program to diversify faculty uh, hiring. 
and some <clears throat> other things, which were fantastic. But there's still lots and lots to be done. Um, and uh, the university came out in early January and kind of around Christmas, right after the New Year, and said, you know, we're getting rid of race-based scholarships to scholarships which give out money to students based on race. And, and I thought, wow, that's fantastic because that fits in with sort of the spirit of negotiation between the legislature and the UW. But it's now uh, February 29th, and I went back and we did public records requests. And we found that um, it is not uh, it is not all well at the university system. There are a number a number of race based programs that are going on right now, where students are being intentionally discriminated against because they're white or Asian uh, or even Hispanic in some situations. Um, and uh, and we have detailed those in our letter, and I can I can go over a few of them with you. Yes, would you please just maybe outline the most egregious ones, or maybe they're all egregious, probably. Yeah, so the, the Board of Regents, um, which is the, the group that runs UW System, just on February 9th, um, just a, three weeks ago, um, awarded $7,500 to a group of students who were, who, who were uh, African American, Native American, Hispanic, Asian, um, and, or first generation and or economically disadvantaged, which are just uh, different code words for uh, minorities. And they gave them money based on their race. And this was the Board of Regents presented these. They call them the Diversity Awards. Um, that's This is illegal. You can't, can't give money based on race. Okay. Um, and, uh, there are a number of other things The UW is, is advertising these fellowships, um, in graduate school, which are only open to students of color. Um, the undergrad, uh, at UW Madison has something called the BIPOC fellows program. Um, BIPOC means black indigenous people of color. It's a scholarship program that's limited to undergraduate students of color. It says it right on their website. Um, that's illegal. That is unconstitutional. You can't have a scholarship program for kids based on race, students based on race. Um, they have other, several other, we, we detail about 10 of them. Um, they call them awards. They call them, uh, scholarships. They call them fellowships. Um, but they're all race-based and they're all illegal. There's some other things too. So, you know, students like to work, uh, when they're on campus to sort of make some extra, extra money. And uh, UW-Madison has some internships some, that, that students can get, paid internships, but you have to be Latinx, Black, Indigenous, or APIDA, which I'm not sure what APIDA means, but it uh, has something to do with, I think, Asian, Asian Pacific Islander is what API is. So it's just some sort of racial category that they've invented, which I, you know, I follow, I follow racial terms a lot, but oh, I've boy. never heard of that one. Another Absurd. one is Mina, M-E-N-A, which is Middle Eastern or North African. So, you know, UW is really engaged in this this effort to to figure out how they can come up with new acronyms to describe racial groups, which by itself is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh, you know, and in addition to that, one of the most ridiculous things is that UW Whitewater they have something called Kaleidoscope, which is a a group therapy session for students of color 
from counselors of color because it's you know particularly harmful apparently people think at whitewater that just the color of your skin is is harmful to your your psyche and that you need to be uh, counseled because of your race um, which is absolutely ridiculous and then and then finally of course the UW Madison still has race-based housing um, if you are black and you want to live in an all-black a dormitory, you can. It's called the Essence Theme Community, um, and and your listeners may may remember that in 1968, um, after the death of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, one of the things Congress did immediately was do something that Martin Luther King Jr. wanted was to pass the Fair Housing Act, and the Fair Housing Act prohibits race discrimination in housing. But apparently, um, they, they might have forgotten that at UW. Or they're just ignoring the fact that you can't have housing for people based on the color of their skin. So, you know, you and I have talked about this before. And a good litmus test to determine if something is uh, discriminatory or against the law is just substitute the word white. So if you had the Board of Regents had white only awards or if there were. Uh, scholarships given to only white students, or if there were internships that were only specifically geared towards white people. I mean, you could go on and on. Uh, this th- gr- uh, group therapy uh, for for only white people. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. the outcry. But they're they're able to continue to get away with this, and it's I don't know to some extent swept under the rug. I, you know, I don't know if if they're just so brazen that they think, well, we're not, we're going to get away with this, or if they are, if they really are that short-sighted that they don't realize that, well, first of all, it's illegal what they are doing, but then secondly, it, it is racism in and of itself to, to, uh, to discriminate based on skin color. Yeah, I, I don't really know their motivations. I think, on the one hand, there's not like a lot of incentives for them to change. So, let's say a student came to me and said, "You know, will you represent me and sue Madison?" You know, I I could sue Madison and I could win and I could get all my attorney's fees. But um, who pays that bill ultimately? Taxpayer. Taxpayers are going to pay that bill, and so the administrators, the deans of these schools, and the chancellors or whatever fancy titles they give themselves there's no skin off their nose um you know and, and on the other hand if they get rid of these things they're they're liable to get you know protested and shouted down and canceled um and called racist by their own student bodies and student groups uh which i think you know it, um the the inmates are kind of running the asylum to some extent, especially at UW Madison, is that the, the loudest and most radical voices, you know, do scare and shout down administrators and threaten to cancel them. And so, um, I really think the path forward to this. I mean, of course, we would, you know, represent people who have been victimized by this and would sue uh, and would take this to court in, in a second. Um, we could also file. Uh, uh, you know, Title VI complaints with the federal government, which they would be duty-bound to investigate. Um, but really, I think, you know, the legislative process of negotiating um, to get rid of these things is really the path forward, I think, here. And there, there are obviously, you know, 
it's a big government agency. UW is just a big government agency, and they're gonna they're they're always hungry for more money. It's you know they just got eight hundred million dollars. They're gonna ask for more. They're gonna need more for something else. And uh, Robin Voss has just got to tell them, uh, look, you want more money um, for your university. Uh, this is what you have to do to get it. And number one on the list should be uh, opening your university to all students, regardless of the color of their skin, and providing equal access to all programs and all benefits, which is something that you should have been doing for for many, many decades. Um, But apparently it's not in style anymore um, to be that way. And, And I just, I mean, I would just tell, tell your listeners to, you know, UW is a is a good school and it, and it used to be a great school, but there are other state universities around the country that have much better reputations and students are flocking to the university of Florida, for example, is the highest ranked state based uh, university in the country of all the universities in the country. I think it's r- ranked like 14th um, behind all the Ivy leagues and Stanford, and it's just up there. Um, you know, Purdue's a fantastic school. It's a state-run school. Texas is a great school. We're going to, I mean, students are choosy about where they go, and Wisconsin uh, University just can't assume that they're going to get, you know, just keep getting boatloads of students every year. There is a competition, and, and if you're not a good university, if you're not pumping out students who who know how to do skills uh, and and can read and write and do math um, and can get jobs, then it's going to be hard for you to compete with these other uh, universities that are actually very serious about educating their students. So um, it's, it's really a warning to this entire system. Um, what are they doing? What is their purpose? Are they, are they really in it, in it to educate students? Are they trying to create little, uh, you know, woke, woke robots that, um, that, uh, you know, that the only important thing is is that you know, ninety percent of the students in the dorms vote Democrat on election day, which is apparently one of the most important things that goes on at UW. Dan Lennington, thanks for joining me this morning. I so appreciate Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty and all your efforts. Please keep us posted on uh, what happens, their response to this, and I presume that it's going to involve another lawsuit. I will. Thank you very much. Thanks. Have a great day. Going to a break. We'll be right back on the WSAU Wisconsin Morning News. A full dose of the day's events. The news you need. The issues you're passionate about. I find that very disturbing. AM 550, FM 99.9, WSAU.